Hi and welcome to this Champions League podcast. I'm Oscar and I'm joined as usual by my co-host. Hello, I'm Daniel. And we're back with another Champions League podcast, as you just said. Uh, and we're here to talk, talk about the quarterfinals that was uh, this week and the semifinals coming up this week upcoming. But yeah, let's start with the quarterfinals. And in, con- in uh, contrast to what we usually do, uh, let's why not let you talk about the first game this time? Oh yeah, the first game was Atalanta against PSU that was played Wednesday the 12th of August. And yeah, Atlanta started best. Actually, they were opening kind of the first half. And they did the first goal after 26 minutes. It was Mario Pasalic. Sorry if I'm slaughtering the, uh, the names here. It's a common thing by me. And yeah, PSG didn't look good in the first half at all, in my opinion. They had some chances, but I really, watching the first half, I thought Atalanta, like, they are surely going to take this one. PSG was a shadow in, uh, like I said, they had some chances, like Neymar in the beginning, had a really good chance in my opinion, but he missed the goal, so. But, moving into the second half. It was pretty tight in the beginning until the 60th minute when PSG took out Pablo Sarabia and got in Mbappe. That's where it changed, according to me. PSG started to wake up and started to attack much more than it did in the first half. And the match continued. PSG was kind of dominant. You could see that you can see that in the shots where I'm going to go through later and some stats. But almost when everybody was thinking, yeah, this is surely over now. PSG strikes in a lucky way, I think. It did one one by Marquinhos. And yeah. That came from nowhere really like uh, uh, Atalanta looked a little bit devastated but it's it still got worse because three minutes later in 90 plus three we have another PSG goal by Eric Corpio Motin sorry for slaughtering there again but yeah so d- basically, PSG turned this ar- match around in extra time or were like added time, and to really contrast this, like if you go through shots, PSG had seventeen total, Atalanta nine. Uh, PSG had six shots on goal, Atalanta four, and what makes this interesting, if you look that Atalanta was actually better in the first half and how good PSG was when they started. We had 63% ball, uh, like possession for PSG and 37 for Atalanta. Like they really stepped on the second half. But 
one thing that really stands out for me, this is high, according to me, really high. Atlanta had 29 fouls against PSG's 13. And another thing, according to me, was the lack of offsides in this match. We had two for Atalanta and zero for PSG. But yeah, in my opinion, totally, like if we count the total thing, uh, I would say this is a steal in one way. Because Atalanta worked their souls out for this one uh, during the whole match. So yeah, this was rough to them, but PSG is through. It's through to the next stage because this is, what do you call it? One match things right now. Yeah, only one leg. Yeah, so this rough. So yeah, and I gotta say, it, it was really rough for Atalanta because yeah, they looked better in the first half. You said yes, it was more even in the second, but to concede two goals in the 90th and the 93rd, that's just that's heartbreaking. Heart yeah, it's the same word. <laughs> yeah, I was actually heartbroken. I'm not even an Atalanta supporter. Yeah, I guess no. Have to have fighted for their lives the whole match. Like, why? Yeah, and we love our upsets. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> in the end, it wasn't to be. So, yeah, PSG most through, but. Yeah, and the second ago. Oh my God! You can see the. Big applause for Atalanta. Yeah, you you could see like the hope going out of their eyes in the uh, after the second goal for PSG. Yeah. Like, there's no way to turn this around anymore. Because one one that could have worked. I mean, with extra time and stuff, that could could definitely have worked. Yeah, but it wasn't to be. No, not this time at least. But congrats PSG for advancing to the next stage. Now moving on to the prediction part of the game. You fought three zero. I went with two zero, both for PSG, and we were both wrong. I guess I was closest there. Yeah, we, we were right at the winner at least. Yeah, that, that's a something. Yeah. But yeah, now let's move on to the next match, and that's your match. Yes. And now that we have one semi-finalist ready, let's talk about the game that actually decided that first semi-final. That was a game on the 13th of August between Leipzig and Atletico Madrid. Now, this game started very evenly, I would say, in the first half. Leipzig slightly better offensively, Atleti being just as good defensively as they thought they would be. Uh, Leipzig got one really good chance, it was like the third minute or something, uh, shot inside the penalty area on a volley, but over the bar. But after that, it was no really big chances and just a very even first half. Going in nil-nil to break and yeah. It really felt like this kind of going down to one goal. Because Leipzig had trouble breaking down Atleti. Atleti had trouble breaking down Leipzig. Then moving on to the into the second. It only took five minutes before we first got the first goal. A lovely attack by Leipzig. That finds Danny Olmo inside the penalty area. With the header. Glancing header. Out of reach of uh, Jan Oblak. And it's 1-0. And. I would say at the point, Leipzig deserved this. They had been this better side. And yeah, it looked amazing for them going forward. 
and but then it, the game changed a little bit, and uh, your game, the change happened in 60th. Here, the change happened in the 58th. Shao Felix comes in for Atleti, and 10 minutes later, he wins the penalty. And takes it himself, and slots home 1-1. And yeah, even before that, those 10 minutes, he was a game changer. From Leipzig owning the ball and looking closer to 2 0 than Atleti was to score 1 1, he comes in and it completely changes it. Leipzig did not know how to stop Joao Felix. And yeah, 1 1, and it was oh, oh, back to the be beginning, pretty much. And yeah, it looked for a long time that that was being the end and going on to, to overtime. But to the 88th minute, Tyler Adams, another substitute, came on, shot a shot from outside the box, and bounced off Atletico defender, just completely putting John Diano Black in the wrong part of the net, 2-1. And yeah, they held that to the final whistle, and Leipzig made it through. Now, an even game, and uh, the stats back this up. Shots, 10-9. to nine. On goal, 4-3. to three. Now, Leipzig have 58% possession, possession, but Atleti is known for backing off and just sitting tight, so it doesn't really, doesn't surprise. Also, both good passing percentage, 85-80. to 80, And, yeah, just a good, good game. Now, when it comes to predictions, I thought, actually, a 2-1 win to Leipzig. So, I was spot on one while you thought a 3-1 win to Atletico Madrid yeah, and I really have to ask you one thing here did you even really really believe that yourself no uh, I did not <laughs> I had put down 2-1 before I realized that Werner wasn't playing and before I really remembered that Atleti pretty much boxed out Liverpool which is probably one of the best attacks in the world so that's why I kind of said in the second one, if you remember, I said 1-0 to Atleti as a kind of backup prediction that I didn't go for, but it was my backup prediction in a way. But yeah, it right now, I'm happy I chose the 2-1. Yeah, really yeah, I did not believe it. I I'm would. really shocked in a yeah. way, but in a positive way. I love yeah. upsets like this. Yeah, and we got robbed one in the first game, Atlanta not going through the PSG, but here we got an upset. Yeah, we got really robbed. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice one for Leipzig, and yeah, they really show that they can do it even without Werner. Yeah, and I can't wait to see their semi-finals, but we're going to touch up on that later. Oh yeah, that will be interesting. Now, moving on to the third game of quarterfinals, we have Barcelona against Bayern München, and what a game. Let's go through the goals here. We start in the fourth minute for Bayern München. 1-0 by Thomas Miller. And then, yeah, we had 1-1 one, one for Barcelona. Really unlucky goal by Bayern München's David Alaba, actually. Then, then it just went totally crazy here. We have Ivan Perisic made it 2-1. Then we have 3-1 uh, by Sergei Gnabry. And in the end of the first, uh, like, 
after 31 minutes in the first half, we had 4-1. Again, Thomas Miller. Like 4-1 in the first half for Bayern München. And yeah, they obviously thought, what about doing another half like this? <laughs> because that second half did the same. But there we had the uh, first goal actually for Barcelona for once. Uh, Luis Suarez made it 4-2. Uh, and then uh, Bayern München was obviously not done with this at all. Because Joshua Kimmich did 5-2 in uh, the 63rd minute. And yeah, then it looked like, oh, maybe they're going like easier now. Maybe they have scored their goals. No, not in any way. In the 82nd minute, we have Robert Lewandowski making it 6-2 for Bayern München. And to make some salt in the wounds, I guess, Philippe Coutinho strikes first in the 85th minute, then in the 89th minute, making it a total of 8-2 in one game. And uh, in, uh, this last goal, you can see the hope the last like, like the glimpse of hope totally lost in Messi's eyes they actually show that during the highlights and that was insane like this match is unreal and shot wise it's it's unreal too because we have 26 shots for Bayern München and seven for Barcelona. But Barcelona was more effective if you count shots that actually went on goal. Because we have 14 from Bayern München and five for Barcelona. And if you count 14 total on goal, eight went in. Ouch. Yeah, the second did not have the best game. No, not at all. And yeah, th this is a slaughter. Yeah, there's no two ways about it. Yeah, even if Barcelona had more ball position with 51 against 49, still, but they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, and like they scored eight goals in the end. But looking at the highlights and watching the game for that matter, it could have been so much more. Like I said, they had 26 shots, 14 on target. Some of those shots that didn't go in, either it was amazing saves by by Testegen, uh, or just yeah, for some reason they they didn't hit the target. But like mm. yeah, eight was yeah, it could have been more yeah. easily could have been. And more. a few shots actually counted. It, it was a few shots that were actually blocked that would probably go in, without a question. Yeah, that too. Like this is insane. Yeah, and to give it a little context about this game, it looked through the relegated teams in the Bundesliga this season. And if you look against Bayern at home against Fortuna Dusseldorf, which finished 17th out of 18 uh, teams, Bayern won 5 to nil that game. That's a relegated team in the Bundesliga at home. This was away against the top club in Spain. And eight two. What is going on? Yeah, actually, <laughs> in Sweden, they 
commentator was jokingly first in a, in a joke, uh, joking way co- uh, like comparing this match to Germany against Brazil the famous was it 7 to 1 what was it yeah and i think that he did that in the first half when he said like 3 or 4 1 just yeah. looking at how the game looked yeah and he so made it wasn't that even was a that joke clo- that scoreline was close to it yeah it's just like this feels like that game and well the same goal difference yeah like he didn't realize how just how right he was about that comparison but yeah, in this case, uh, not compared to the other one, uh, actually Germany moved up the speed in the second half in that match. Yeah. Bayern München didn't do that. They don't do the things like that. Well, they did have 20 minutes, which they yeah. didn't score in. So I guess that was them letting off the gas a little bit. After Kimmich is pretty much match winning 5-2 and until Lewandowski scored in the 82nd but yeah that that was it that was those 20 minutes there were no goals scored and went in but yeah yeah and that was really felt really weird in the match like what is happening nobody's scoring yeah (laughs) but yeah like yeah i wonder how this would have ended over two matches oh poor barcelona (laughs) yeah Uh, absolutely okay so say this game was some cap now, perhaps they wouldn't end it with eight goals behind, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, was this really that painful for Barcelona to be away from home, really? Because both teams were away from home. So Exactly. So it's the sa- yeah, like both has the same disadvantage. Yeah. But and yeah, Bayern I, didn't care about this. <laughs> they just went on like it was any other game. Like I have seen Bayern München a few years ago when they famously crushed Tiki Taka, how's the saying there? Mm-hmm. Well, well, what they did there, they were, I f- actually think they won the position game in that game, but no, if I, I don't remember the score, but it wasn't even close to 8-2. No. I mean, if that was scoring, uh, crushing Tiki Taka, this was just crushing anything that Barcelona had left. <laughs> yeah, like their hopes and dreams. Like, like after this game, we know the manager has been sacked. Kiki Setien has been sacked. Messi, rumors are saying he wants to leave. Piquet is saying that he would be willing to leave if they want him out of there because he feels like he doesn't deserve to play for Barcelona after this game. Like, yeah. of course, that's just him saying that. And perhaps that would even win him favor. Who knows? But Yeah, they need a rebuild. Yeah, and I think they needed that for quite a few years now. Yeah, and but, if, yeah. I, if I go rumor-wise, I heard a rumor of uh, Pochettino. He could be yeah. the right guy just because of that, but he would take everything from the old Barcelona and kind of rip it up because of his playing style. Yeah, he does play differently, definitely. Like, he could, like, change the team in that way. Yeah, I mean, they, ha- they have already moved away from the tiki-taka play style. Yeah. with the latest manager so it doesn't seem like they're that interested in keeping the Barcelona way uh, that it was called the Tiki Taka play style uh, the entire way they built up their squad back then so yeah. yeah and if we like look at the prediction again yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I didn't I have to admit that I didn't believe in 4-1 myself yeah 
Yeah, I, I said 3-1. When you said 4-1, I was like, oh, you think Bayern's going to score 4? Okay. I didn't believe that myself. I was just hoping. Yeah, and it, you you didn't say the finishing score. You said the halftime score in both halves. Yeah. So, 4-1, four, 4-1. One, four, one. Like, <laughs> yeah. we were so wrong in this game, but... Oh, yeah. We're... You know, just... But I, this... I hope, I hope... Well, in a way, I hope someone actually predicted this and won a lot of money. Because, yeah. truly, who would actually guess 8-2? <laughs> you know the thing that but I yeah. was actually, before that uh, Germany game I mentioned before, I was actually standing in the store thinking about betting on that Germany would win by six goals. <laughs> but I didn't because I, I just thought that, oh, they, no, that's crazy. Yeah. And I heard someone wo buddy won then, and he got a lot of money. And I hope somebody betted for this too, and won a lot of money. But if they did, congratulations. Yeah, exactly. That's probably a quite good amount of money you won. Yeah, probably, because this is just insane. Yeah. And the thing is that even if it ended 8-2, Bayern München still uh, did nine of those goals. Yeah. Yeah, with the own goal. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Trying to help Barcelona. <laughs> like, it's not a lot of games where our own goal matters this little. True. Uh, All right, we've talked enough about that game. Let's move on to the last game that was played on the 15th of August between Manchester City and Lyon. Now, coming into this, Manchester City had set up a 4-3-3 on paper versus Lyon's 3-5-2. But less than five minutes in the game, you can definitely see that Man City were not playing the 4-3-3 that they played so often and are so good at. Instead, they played like a 3-4-2-1, which I've never seen them use. And I don't know why they did it, but, well, they had the ball. They actually won possession 72-28 but it was not them who scored first. That was Leon. Counter-attack at the 24th minute. Maxwell Cornet scored against Leon. Scored for Leon, sorry. And actually, in Leon's last three games against City, this guy, Maxwell Cornet, which used to be a striker, but is now a wing-back, he scored four goals in three games against Man City. They, he definitely loves to play against them. And yeah, early lead, awesome for Lyon. Continue the first half. City continue having the ball, but couldn't really create. They had trouble breaking down that three defensive midfielders with pretty much three midfielders also pretty much right off them. So it's pretty much six defenders that have to get high in the center of the, of the field. And they just couldn't do it. They did know how did not know how to do that. And so we went into half time 1-0. Now it started slightly better for City. At least they kept on pushing. And in the 69th minute, they finally got through. Kevin De Bruyne scored 1-1. And well, the game was back on. And watching this game, I was like, okay, that, that was Leon's game over. Now City is gonna keep on pushing. They were starting to look a little bit flustered, they were starting to look worried that they couldn't break down the defense. Uh, but 
but now it's like, okay, now they're just going to keep on running because now they have their confidence back. But, 79th minute, Moussa Dembele, after a difficult offside situation, which would be illegal, Moussa Dembele scores 2-1 to the Omnis. A massive blow for City. And, yeah, they just have to get, get up and back on it. And in the 86th minute, it looks like they finally done it. Sterling gets the ball. Complete open net. No goaltender, no defender, no nothing. He just has to hit the ball with his side foot and place it in the net. And he skies it above the bar. And, well, that was just the beginning to the end. That, that was the 2-2. And instead, one minute later, Moussa Dembele, after a rebound that, that Edison was like he had, I don't know what kind of gloves he had, but he did not have football gloves on him. Three to one, and game on. So out of nothing, Lyon three to one against Manchester City. And we already mentioned the possession, but looking at the shots, City won eighteen to seven. All those shots on goal were seven to six. So there, Lyon looked very good. Passing percentage. City has quite good 86, while Lyon only had a 68, but it, it didn't matter. Because in the end, even with 11 corners, they couldn't create anything from those corners. So yeah, just outplayed by the old system, in a way. Yeah, and I have to say, the, the, this little, uh, if you asked him, uh, he would say that this was a try to like, Surprise, Leon, I guess. That's the only explanation I can give for uh, Pep. It's a really weird uh, lineup. Yeah, it, it feels like that. Because the lineup you could see before the match everywhere wasn't weird. No. But it was a weird position for some players, but, you know, 4-3-3 makes sense. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he ex experiments, like th those experiments you can get away with. But this weird constellation of Three, four, two, one. Yeah, something like that. I haven't seen that one before, and I see a lot of City games. Yeah. I could have missed some game where he has ended up doing like this in the end. I've never seen him start with this. It was, it was really weird. And I have to say another weird thing. I don't think you have realized here. Like, we have zero offside. And really there's two sources I have checked on this stat because it looked it uh, looked too good to be true. Both saying zero. Yeah. That's I impressive. To be, to be fair, the, the two one goal for Leon. Uh, the question was offside was because the player the ball was supposed to go to was offside, but he stepped over it. It went through his leg. As he slowed down, he made very sure that he was not going to hit this ball. But he was offside as the ball went through his feet and onto the belly, which wasn't offside in the first place. Yeah, and so to be honest there... could have been offside yeah, if he touched He had the, the smartness to yeah. not touch the ball and let to, it go. To be honest there, like, if that thing would have happened really close to goal, I think they would have concluded that he disturbed the, the thing. The game. Yeah, it, yeah. But this was in a situation where a goalie couldn't have been in any way 
effekter. Ja, this was pretty much just outside of the uh, circle around the half bar. Yeah, so I think like that like if this would have been in the penalty area or something, they would have ruled it offside. Uh, yes. Yeah, because that's a really big difference now. No. Yeah, I agree. Because then the goalkeeper could go and try to mark the first player, which then jumps over in an offside position. Yeah, that would have been more uh, like sensitive at least. That would be way more sensitive yep. to critics. And that would have affected the game more than this did, even if it did affect it very little bit. Yeah, but I think in the end, I think the uh, referee did a good, good call. Yeah. Because it was clear that he was not going to play the ball, and he made it very clear, I think. So. Yeah. yeah. And I actually could uh, notice one thing by seeing the highlights here. Sometimes it really didn't feel like the City players were comfortable with where they played. Some of them. Yeah. I've, noti I've noticed a few of them. Like, uh, like according to this, Walker and Cancelo, they're too offensive, counting yeah. where they are usually. Like, they were most pretty much playing as central, like wide midfielders. Yeah, and like, yeah, Walker yeah. is pretty decent offense, uh, like in offense. But what happened in defense? Like, were they sinking down to a five? That's the only possible thing I could see out of this. Yeah, they, and they, God, although no, they didn't because if they went under pressure, like they did a few times in the game, they actually dropped down to a back four. And uh, Fernandinho, which played a centre back uh, during this game, then he pushed up to midfield again. So it was, it was what? good, it didn't the, the back five. It that's just confusing. When they were under pressure. Which, that's yeah, it's super confusing. Yeah, and the players really show that in their behavior sometimes, I, I notice. And is it really the time to do an uh, experiment like this when you're in the quarterfinal in the Champions League? I don't know. I, I mean, ask Guardiola, he's the one who did it. Can't you do this in a like uh, uh, exhibition match? If it's really to test out a new formation, yeah, it'd be very, very stupid. Like, I mean, he went out before the game, uh, the woman says, and actually warned his players about Rio Garcia, the manager for Lyon, and said, like, he's going to be tricky. You need to look out for whatever the Lyon team is going to do because they're going to be good. They're going to be better than you think they're going to be, pretty much. He was warning them about that. Yeah, uh, and, and in my and opinion... Yeah, maybe he did this change, like... Garcia would thought, okay, we got, he's going to set up his 4-3-3, Guardiola is, and so, okay, then I'm going to set up something to counter that, but then to then change it was to be, yeah, like, counter on Garcia, but yeah, I think it backfired massively. Yeah, because this attacking formation thing here, I don't see how that could get in a flow, uh, like, in a good way for City. Yeah. Because City usually plays with three guys forward like yeah, here you have a, a, a lonely Gabriel Jesus yeah although I should say De Bruyne uh, and Sterling was quite offensive but they're definitely more central than usual and yeah, I think it was meant for Walker and and Cancelo to push more higher up but it didn't feel like they did they did sometimes Walker could see outside of the penalty area giving away fouls 
and Cancelo had a run where he was pretty much in the opposing uh, penalty area or right outside it, but that was like one. They didn't push up, and, and Walker was the one with uh, Leon 1 0. He was the one that was uh, too low, so he actually gave away the goal because, yeah, he. Uh, they would have been offside if it weren't for him. Yeah, and the thing is here that the thing uh, running up here on the side and everything, that's exactly what Ryan Sterling is good at. Yeah. Let him get some, some uh, yeah, get him lure out the center back, in this case it's Denaya that actually came through the city yeah. youth ranks. You don't and, and then have some space inside of him to challenge and run past. Yeah, the only... This time he, yeah, he was a little bit close in. The only time I can say that, no, almost not even uh, in this way. The only time you ever put Raheem Sterling in another position than uh, being uh, like on the outside here, running around the defenders, if if you for some reason put him in the middle as attack. Yeah, as a striker. Yeah, and. Uh, I doubt him in that position, but that has worked sometimes. But still, you never put him anywhere close to the middle if it's not in that position. So the, uh, yeah. the, this is a major, like, stupid move in my opinion. Let's actually look at the uh, predictions for this game. I said 3-1, but to City. Oh yeah. You said two two nil city. Oh yeah, we were so yeah, wrong. We were equally wrong on this one, but yeah. Yeah. And checking the total. Yeah. Not that. Have you actually calculated the total? Yeah, two two. Oh. You, you won two games, I won one. That means I got a perfect zero. That's two points. Nice. <laughs> and one draw, of course, then at the end. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, nice. Think about those games. Why not uh, jump on to the semifinals then? The first one is being held on the 18th of August between Leipzig and PSV. And let's start as usual to look at the injury situation. In Leipzig, we have one injury, and he was already missing for the last game. That's Ibrahim Konate uh, with a hip injury. Back in training, he might be ready for this game. We don't know at the time of recording. But yeah. PSV, however, have players. Two of which were injured last game. That's Ivan Kostava out with a muscle injury back in training. And we have Marco Verratti out with a calf injury expected in the late August. Now the new injury, he got injured actually during last game. It's Taylor Navas, their first team goaltender out with a hamstring injury. And yeah, completely unknown if he'll be ready or not. So yeah, those those. What do you think about this game? Oh yeah, uh, uh, my prediction is kind of, this could be the trickiest one ever to get right. If I will st start with my result before I say more about the game. Uh -huh. I'm going with 2-2 the, the two -two in origin, uh, like in full time. Alright. Then I'm going with a 3-2 in extra time for Leipzig. So add that three to actually extra time. Yeah, I don't know how you're gonna write this down. Yeah, I'm gonna write it like that. Yeah. Now we both know. An extra. Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm actually going with the same winner. Oh. 
Sun Saint two to one. Again, just like last time I, I did predict <laughs> prediction for. Have myself. you actually started to believe in them, or is this just uh, hope? Well, I hope. I, I I set them as my dark horse. I knew they would be dangerous, and yeah, they've lost some burner, but in the last game they didn't seem to really miss them. They were had still had a very good attack, and yeah, they shocked me when we came here second. I, I can't deny that, even though I I, I said it two one. And I think, well, looking at PSG's last game, I was not impressed by PSG. Yes, Atalanta is a good is a good team. They still made it to the quarterfinal of the Connection Cup. It's not it's not easy. But PSG should be so much better than they are. With the players they have, absolutely the top end potential for most players. This should should have been yeah, and I want to add up if you check the teams in the quarterfinals on the upsetting teams like they shouldn't be this co have come this far not based on who won there there but if you check all the teams that ha shouldn't have come this far this is the most logical one yeah. they should like they are the ones with the biggest chance in my uh, of them In my opinion, like uh, those upset teams were in quarterfinals, Atalanta, Leipzig, and Lyon. This is the most, like I said, logical one. The, this is the best one of them on the paper. Yeah, they did really well in the group stage. They beat Tottenham uh, quite convincingly with four goals to nil. They beat Real, uh, sorry, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid uh, in a good fashion. It was a hard game, but they still won. So, yeah. Maybe it's me because I kind of want them to do well right now, and I'd rather see them winning than the PSG at this point. But yeah, I have to admit that I'm partially basing my bet on that too. Yeah, and I, I can say that I don't give, I don't dislike team after team. This is one player that I have really difficulty liking that you could easily say, and that's Neymar. Yeah, I actually in in the French league, I was kind of a supporter of them before Neymar. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, he, he I, I don't like his, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't like his personality. That, yeah. That's maybe a weird thing to say about a footballer, but I think that shows yeah, how you carry yourself on and outside the pitch. Yeah, just to add like one of the bi my biggest reasons for disliking Neymar. I want to remind everyone of his stats in the World Cup. He was basically, he was laying down, I think it was a whole match or something like that, if you count to the minutes. It was ridiculous. I, I remember it. it was so many minutes that it was ridiculous laying down. Just like nagging about that somebody tripped him over. They will try to take him out or yeah. interrupt him. And yes, so he's often he's getting more tackles, he's getting more physical contact perhaps than and nor like the average player would. And and that you I, I still see, but I think that yeah, I don't like the way he he sells it too much. Yeah, I have a hard time like, uh, liking players who oversells it. Yeah. But like yeah, so right now for that for 
that recent Matrix. And I think Leipzig is much better than people give them credit for. Yeah. I mean, they got they got this far. Yeah. So. They, they can't be bad to get this far. So our first, if you ask us, our first finalist is Leipzig. Yeah. Which is, in a way, a surprise, but yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't think that if I, if you ask me who's in the final, when we started doing this in the round of 16, I would never mention them. I agree totally. Oh, the semi-final would be amazing, and now they're here. Yeah. So, I mean, even going out in a tough match in the quarterfinal, I would have been okay with that. But, but yeah, but yeah, not enough said, really. Right, moving on to the second game, played on the day after the 19th of August, it's Lyon against Bayern, and yeah, injury-related. Lyon, just like last round, no injuries to talk about, which is a massive boon for them. By Munich, only having one player on the tail on the injury list. He was already on it last last game week, Benjamin Boaz, out with a foot injury until late August. So he might be back for an eventual final. But yeah, that's about it. So yeah, predictions for this game. Yeah, the right start maybe. Yeah, start go for it. Yeah. I like Leon. I was impressed by them beating out City. But, but coming into this, I can say I thought City was going to reach the semi-final against Bayern München. And I would have thought that Bayern München would beat, uh, beat Manchester City. So, yeah. I'm going to go with a 4-1 win for Bayern München. Holy something. Yeah. Yeah, the funny thing is that I'm going with a 4-1 too. <laughs> no, I'm going with for Bayern yeah. München. And yeah. my reason for this is actually, in my opinion, Lyon had a, a lot of free stuff from uh, Manchester City because they were running like uh, chickens without heads a lot. Yeah. Even if they're really good at it, they're really good at what they're doing. I don't want to give them that. I can give Lyon that. I can realize that they're really good at what they're doing, but still. They, they made it difficult for City, definitely. Yeah, but yeah City Bayern Munich, come on, beat Barcelona with eight to two. Yeah. If, uh, 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 like, I don't want to be Barcelona in the reality where Leon win wins now. <laughs> no, and if there ever was a German machine, like we often hear, this is it. Yeah, this is the like. like this is the last German machine, in my opinion. Yeah. I like to be fair. I I see some weakness still in that Bayern München side, but I don't think Leon is going to be good enough to actually score them in enough to win. As said, I still still think they're going to score. But yeah, just that offense. Like unlike City, that they can't unlock. They had problems unlocking this low-laying defense of Leon. I think if there's one team that's going to be scared against that, it's Bayern München. Because, well, this, yeah, this is the machine. Absolutely right now. Yeah, and if I want to take something into perspective here, Leon ended seventh in uh, the league this season. Yeah. 
and they're in yeah, the semi-finals of the Champions League. Yeah. Like if they it's would win here, time, yeah. they w would win here. It would be like, wow. We're talking oh, about scenes like the miracle that is so famous for Americans. Well, if they want to play Champions League next season, they're going to have to win this and the next game too. So exactly, I mean, they have to win. something in for them. But yeah. yeah. I don't think it's going to be enough. No, and uh, actually one of the reasons why I don't want to raise them too high here is that we jinxed, uh, we, I feel like we jinxed out Ajax last year. <laughs> because we battered them down every match like oh no, this is the end like the honeymoon is over and stuff then they they won they won they won as soon as we bet like uh predicted that they would would win out they went out yeah yeah and it, that was the fun part as well because in all those games they went through against real madrid against juventus they were the clear underdogs yeah we were beating we were trashing them like this over yeah. now. Now they're, now they're screwed. But as soon yeah. as we said they will win this match, out. Yeah, they went up against Tottenham, and to that to that point in that game, Ajax was the favorite. That's the thing also to remember. In that game, Ajax was actually the favorite to beat uh, Tottenham, yeah. not just by us, but all of a sudden they were the favorite because Tottenham yeah. had just scraped through Man City in the last round. Yeah, so I'm really worried jinxing Leon here. <laughs> yeah, so you'd rather say they're going to lose than be uh, happily uh, uh, wrong if it doesn't happen, you know. Yeah, like, uh, but uh, still Bayern München, like, they have showed something that Tottenham didn't show last year in that matter. Yeah. Like, you can't go against a team that beat Barcelona with 8-2. Can go against them, but good luck. Like <laughs> you're, you're gonna need it because yeah. like they have they, to like very tough. They have to fall. <laughs> like they they have to have such a bad day. <laughs> if you compare it to the last match, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah, because I don't I don't think Bayern is a team that underestimated an opponent. At least it doesn't feel like that. No, they're they're going full against everyone. Yeah, it feels like that. And then maybe, who knows, then we'll all be shown wrong. Now it's us jinxing by München, who knows? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just like... Imagine yeah. the final. Leipzig against Lyon. That would be, like, uh, amazing. Imagine <laughs> betting on that before the Champions League season. That would be Porto against Monaco all over again. Yeah. All those years ago. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. But, yeah, in our we're actually agreeing on the finalists. Yeah, and it's going to be a German duel. Yeah. Well, there's been, I believe, two German duels before between Bayern München and, and Borussia Dortmund. And both times, or at least one, I know one for a fact, and both times Bayern München won. Yeah. But then yeah, if, if, if we say those the finalists, Bayern München won the league, Leipzig finished third, I believe. I haven't actually looked that up, I might be wrong. Yeah, I have a hard, but if Bayern München actually pulls this off and wins this, I have a hard time seeing what the heck are they going to do to stop Bayern München with Bayern. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Time will tell. It, it, whatever, it, saying that they go through, it doesn't matter if it's Leipzig or PSG, they go to the final. 
I still see Bayern Munich as the favourite. Yeah, me too. Um, because I thought the one team, looking at the quarterfinals, the one team I really thought could give it the run for the money was Manchester City. Yeah. I thought they could challenge them. And now they're out. So, yeah. I see no one stopping them. I'm going to say that now this is Bayern Munich. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, and if they don't get massive injuries here, they are the Claire Fairies, my opinion. Yeah. In most opinions, I guess. Yeah. Now it's time to round up this episode. And uh, thank you for listening. It has been fun recording it. And the Friday, or, uh, or I mean, the final of these matches is already on Sunday, the 23rd of August. So it's a really packed, packed schedule here. And you will hear from us before that. We, we're going to make one episode between this and then. But yeah, it's, like I said, the fun recording. I hope you had fun listening. And we will be back after the semifinals with our two finalists. Yeah. Yeah. See you later in the week then. And yeah, that's all from us. Bye. Bye.